So, Julie, say that you're, I don't know, let's, I'm just hypothetically the king of France. And, okay. And, and you've got, um, I'd like kind of hot, but kind of menacing looking Scottish dude, not Scottish, sorry, British dude in a uniform in a British uniform, mm-hmm. uh, on his knees mm-hmm. in front of you because you're just that much of a, I don't know, punk ass rich dude who gets what he wants. It's good to be the king. Yeah. What are the words that come out of your mouth? O'Doyle rules. Yes. O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. I really shouldn't be yelling. We're in Julie's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, welcome to Podlander Drunkcast. Now, can a pod last? I, oh my God, that isn't even our name. Welcome. <laughs> we've, we've been drinking a lot today. Yeah, it's true. We, uh, hey, true confessions. We had a D&D game before this. There, now you've officially got the measure of exactly how nerdy we are. Welcome to <laughs> Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander podcast good job dude nailed it um i am allison shoemaker and i am julie starbird and we are talking about the fifth is it fifth episode season two episode five the second season of outlander untimely Untimely resurrections Resurrections, which we all know what that means exactly that's one of those like stop worrying about spoilers because you know exactly what's going to happen titles Mm um it's not jesus folks spoiler (laughs) alert spoiler alert it's not jesus no rapture nope um happy mother's day claire blackjack randall's back from the dead (laughs) not great um so i thought this was a really great episode julie what did you think I thought it was good. It had um, a little bit more immediacy to it because there's been so much plotting and political intrigue and stuff. And this one had a little bit more direct action. I know that we had mm-hmm. the big fight sequence at the end of the last one, but the the further I get removed from that, the more it makes me think of Benny Hill a little bit. Can we, is there any way we can splice in the Benny Hill theme music at this point in the episode for like 15 seconds? Absolutely. Great. Thanks yeah. Janine. So that's kind of what it felt like at the end of the last episode, even as serious as the fight was this time, obviously since blackjack is back, it's way more intense and Jamie, um, um, Sam Huon did a really great job in this episode. It just felt like there was a lot more movement mm-hmm. packed into this totally. episode. Well, and it was, um, I mean, uh, coming from a place of shock, people who are being surprised and unsettled by the things that are happening to them in, in an environment where they're not allowed to be any of those things, mm-hmm. um, which I thought, and obviously that scene, that scene that we were just joking about um which is not funny but you know we don't have any um scruples no we are scruple free um also we need to look up the name of the actor that plays louis the 15th because oh no i've got it ready okay sweet um but it was that's the centerpiece scene of the whole episode well there's a lot of great acting in the episode and uh sam hewan i think has his best scene in the whole series to date at the very end of the episode Mm mm-hmm um, when he gets put in throat, uh, and this, by the way, Janine is where you're going to splice in and don't cut this. I'm explaining what's happening. Oh, yeah. This is where Janine is going to splice in a recording of Julie's husband, Neil, demonstrating what put in throat is where he says Sam Hewen's line. I'm a man of honor only because he has put in throat. It sounds like this. I'm a man of honor. It sounds like that. <laughs> If you're just wondering, like, what just came out of a Star Wars trailer, like, who just sounded like Chewbacca? The answer is Puddin' Throat. <laughs> Puddin' Throat. Um, so, yeah. So, the guy who plays King Louis, Louis the 15th, is that what mm-hmm. we, saw, we found yesterday? We sussed that out yeah. yesterday. Um, Lionel 
Lingelser. Continuing on. Thank you to everyone who's finding us on Twitter to tell us how to accurately pronounce these names. We're going to continue to pronounce them however the fuck we want. It's just going to be this way. Yeah. So Lionel Lingelser or Lingelser plays King Louis. And Jesus Christ, he was great in that scene. I mean, he was great in the first episode that he was in, too. The shitting episode. Just like really, really wonderful. But there was something about this about the like perverse delight that he was taking in also, making him kneel and the, all the shit about the uniform. His costume was great because oh. it's the costume that you see in the opening credits where you've got that guy kind of walking, beating the runway for life, like walking towards you with the red and blue, yep, the yep, yep. gold buttons. That's the costume that he's wearing in the scene and it's really great. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. Um, so that, I mean, we'll go back to the beginning in a second, but for whatever reason, and that's a scene that's, again, as the book nerd, it does not exist in the, that doesn't exist in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, without spoiling anything for you who decide to read the books, which I really think you should, I thought that they were going to be my like guilty pleasure escapist novels. And don't get me wrong, they're totally guilty pleasure escapist novels. <laughs> Um, but they're also just really, really well written. And Diana Gabaldon's a great writer, and um, and I enjoyed them very much. Uh, also, like random plug, the woman who does the audio books for those is just amazing, and her voice for Jamie Fraser is just made me very confused. Wait, she does both? Oh, she does all the voices, and her Jamie Fraser voice—it's just like I, you know, sometimes I wish that I were further toward the middle of the Kinsey scale because mm-hmm. I feel like that, you know, that would be cool. You would open up some options. Right. But I, but I'm just not, I'm just really not. And this just makes, I don't know that something about this woman. Oh, good Lord. It just really, it's <laughs> nice. Her Jamie Fraser voice is, um, is serious business. That's hey, speaking awesome. of serious business, this episode also marked the return of Tobias. Who again was amazing. Yeah. And I'm finally coming around to the fact that he's smoking hot. It's taken me a while. He really is. And and obviously it's hard when he plays blackjack, but he's really handsome. He's a very handsome man. And I think mm-hmm. that makes it worse mm-hmm. because when you're in that mindset, like Claire is right where like she was obviously sexually attracted to Frank or mm-hmm. they wouldn't gotten married probably. Um, and they obviously had quite a hot sex life. What is I, I our friend well, Kelly, who, by the way, next week I'm going to be in California and Julie will be co-hosting the episode with our friend Kelly Loris, who will mm-hmm. be here to comment and laugh and be amazing and also explain the Latin roots of French words. Yeah, um, that's her. That's kind of her bag. That's her bag. So she's going to be great anyway. Um, when we were when we showed her the pilot, uh, we stopped the pilot at the point when we get to the first instance of Cunnilingus, and I think it was seven minutes. Yeah, seven minutes in. That's how you know this is a show that that's made for everyone because it's really good, but also with women in mind because it's it's T minus seven minutes to Cunnilingus. That by, oh, by the, the way, way, that's my cat Sophie. You yes. guys, you're probably going to hear Hi, a couple Sophie. more times. There yes, she is. I know. Uh, Sophie's deaf and adorable. But she really likes attention and she really likes men. So she's all up in Janine's business. Yeah, she's right all, now. she's very, she's a big fan of Janine. Uh, Jane, dream come true, a cat that likes me. Oh, well, she's <laughs> going to maybe like you a little bit too um, much. She's if you know very what pretty. Saying. She has no idea what we're saying about her because again, deaf. Oh no, she knows we're talking about her though. She's Does got she? a sixth sense. Oh, look at that. Oh, Sick God, burn, what Sophie. <laughs> what a slut. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, going back to the amazing Lionel Lingelser, Longsmansma. Um, he won this episode. I just really thought the whole episode was great, but that scene, good lord, it was just. Can you imagine leading a life where that's a thing that you can just do? That's your garden. Where, like, you meet a stranger and then you can force him on his knees and then make fun of him for being on his knees. I didn't feel bad for him exactly because, again, this is Blackjack Randall. Um, but it was a, that was intense. It was it was really well and done. I would like to to tip my hat to both Jamie Fraser and Sam Huon, who made Jamie a much better liar than Claire, which is also true in the books. But Claire is like obviously having a conniption and like cannot deal. And Jamie shows up. It's like, oh hey, rapist, how's it going? <laughs> How you doing? Everything's fine. Here's my courtly bow as I challenge you to a duel. Mm-hmm. Just really, really good. Um, so going back to the beginning, what else happens this episode? I don't really remember much about the beginning. I remember that they give you the little feeding thing where they, uh, you know, like last time where they showed you that the carriage was going to get fucked with. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it was a horse with the a horse, fleur-de-lis yeah. on it. So we're like, oh, the king will probably involved, be involved somehow. Um, and then there was a scene in the house well, Jamie when gets Jamie out of the Bastille. From the Bastille. <laughs> and he comes home. And what I found interesting about it was that they were cleaning up from the Benny Hill fight. And everything's all over the ground. And there's a big shot of servants cleaning flowers off the ground. And I'm like, hmm, Mary Hawkins maidenhood? Hmm. Is that what that is Maybe. supposed to? Maybe. Or their hopes. All or gone just to seed. Oh. But definitely they're cleaning up the house. Jamie gets home. He has a long conversation with Claire, who is wearing another amazing house robe. Mm -hmm. While we, Fergus, is sleeping on the, I don't know, the settee. And they get to have like a paternal and maternal moment with little Fergus. um, That's very sweet. And in that scene, the only thing that I really remember, they're doing a little bit of plotting about what happened and who's in jail and Alex Randall and all that stuff. But I remember that Jamie specifically mentions the smell of a French prison. And I, I just wondered, you guys, why don't you just respond to us and tell us what you think a French prison oh, would smell like? Oh, please do. Le de France prison. Sophie, God. Okay. Le de Bastille. Bastille. All right. So we also find out right now that La Dame Blanche... Oh, yeah. Is a (laughs) story that Jamie made up in the whorehouse, and now everybody thinks that his wife is a witch. I have to say this again, sorry, book talk, much funnier in the books. And Claire finds it kind of funny in the books, Mm -hmm. which um, in the show, it's more honest that she'd be like, what the fuck? Remember when I almost got burned alive? Seriously, am I going to have to show them my smallpox vaccine mark again? Right, right. How am I going to get out of it this time? But but. she obviously got over it pretty quick, which I think is good. But the whole idea being that Jamie was hammered and was having a really hard time re- resisting the uh, swizzle nuff. Yeah. And <laughs> um, uh, so he was like, no, 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 I can't cheat on my wife because she's La Dame Blanche, which is like a, a presumably a legend, local legend, French legend. I don't know. World legend. World's greatest. It's Kanye West, basically. And um <laughs> 
So, uh, so he said, no, I can't cheat on my wife. She's a witch. She'll make my dick fall off basically. That's great. Yeah. But I mean, it worked and then it stopped her from getting raped and Mary from getting, I guess, more raped, extra raped, extra, super duper raped. Um, Hey, that's another scene that happens. Claire goes to see Mary. I thought that was a really great scene. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is again like a silly, simple thing, but that makeup on her. Oh yeah. Oh, really awful. Um, we did find out that the pregnancy belly was a prosthetic. Oh yeah. Going back to last episode, um, based on the Outlander costume Twitter feed, which I'll look up the exact address of now, but it's really great. Terry Dressbuck has two Twitter accounts. One is just for her. Um, she started a second one so that she wouldn't have to have her entire um, Twitter feed just be about Outlander costumes, <laughs> um, which makes sense. But I think it's like Outlander costume minus the E on the end. I'm going to find it right now. Um but I was, you know, yes, it's Outlander costume, so costume, like without any. Um, but I was sort of cruising through that. She answers lots and lots of phone questions and fan, phone, fan questions. Um, and she verified that the pregnancy belly is prosthetic. So that crazy, amazing pregnancy belly is a makeup job, which so I think that is was incredible. Great. So the same people responsible for that were responsible for Mary Hawkins' face makeup. Uh, and presumably really for good. Jamie's back scars, which mm-hmm. also makeup. Mm-hmm. Easy to forget. Mm-hmm. Every time I see the back of one of his vests and it's stitched up the back, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's them making ah, us remember his back scars. I'd never thought about that. Oh, yeah. Because the vests don't need to be stitched up the no, back, right? Don't. But it's stitched up like a corset, which, first of all, is reminding us that he is essentially our maiden, our, like, virginal princess, right? Sophie. That was Sophie's fault, that, like, <laughs> thunderous thing you just heard. Um uh, but also always makes me think of the scars on his back, which I think is amazing. I'd never noticed it before, but now when I think about it, I wonder if it was because they didn't have to take two little puny French man vests and put them together in order to equal <laughs> Jamie's yeah. broad ass back. In order to, well, no, he had stitching up the back last year too, but still, uh, yeah. I wonder how many Frenchmen make one Jamie Fraser. At least two. At least two. Mm-hmm. I mean, based on the size of King Lee. King Lee. <laughs> So we also find out that, um, so then we have a scene with, um, Murtaugh, a pimple moose, pimple moose, who is distraught that he was unable to protect Claire and Mary in the alley and really is very upset. So Jamie says, I just need you to find out who these guys are. I need you to hang out at the horror house some more (laughs) and find out who these guys are. And is this where he knows the name of the group of people? Like, did did Duvernay tell him about the Lady? I think it's Duvernay. Yeah. yeah, told him about this group of fucking douchebag rich guys that like to just fucking put masks on and go through the streets of Paris and assault people. And, and they're the price they pay for getting into the gang is a maiden heed. As they say in the fake Scottish accent. Um, but again, cheers to our beloved Pamplemousse. He really kicked the shit out of that scene. Yeah. And he was very upset and wanted to like quit working. And what was it? What is it? I have a quote from him, a line that I really liked. I'm not going to try to do it in a Scottish accent because it would be horrible. <laughs> but I, I will lay just vengeance at your feet or be damned. <laughs> Bless the show for making lines like that possible. It's pretty good. Thank you, Duncan Lacroix. Lacroix. Our beloved Pamplemousse. <laughs> All right. And then um, does, 
are Bonnie Prince douche show up at the house after that, or are they somewhere else? Because he remember he shows up like a rhinestone cowboy with all this shit all I over. I think his- that maybe he is. Yeah, he is a rhinestone cowboy. I think that might be Jamie's office. Ugh. I but think he, you know, might- he does come to the he comes to the house because remember he's like, bring me your finest burgundy. No, but he would have that at the office too because remember Jamie's a wine merchant. Ooh. I think that might be the office because people are coming in and talking about right. shipments and, and shit. There's barrels. And I think shit. that's the office. Also, and the show makes this pretty clear, but it's more explicit in the books. He has zero interest in Claire, like like some pretty pronounced distaste for Claire, which if you need another reason to not like Bonnie Prince Charlie, there's another. Mark me. Mark me. This guy sucks. sucks. (laughs) Mark me. Oh, God, that actor. Who is that actor? Because he's he's really doing an amazing Um, job. uh, His name is delusional popinjay mm. um no let me find him uh andrew gower so, andrew like, gower so mad props to andrew gower we talk a hot mess about your character and we just which means you you're doing a really good you're job fucking killing it yeah because god i just want to murder oh him. he's just the worst hey and cheers to everybody who keeps saying other people who are the worst it's true there are so many people who are the worst um there are lots and lots and lots of people. Dean on Gilmore Girls to the person who said Dean on Gilmore Girls. You were absolutely right. Dean on Gilmore Girls he is, is the, worst. the worst. What's the other one's name? Jake? Jake? No. The other one that she goes with. I knew it started with a J. No, the actor who plays Jess is the worst. Jess isn't the worst. Okay. The actor who plays Jess is the worst. Jess is great. Jess shows up and goes, why did you drop out of Yale? And it's great. This is the best. No, no. So like the Dean opposite the of Bonnie Prince douche. Yes. He's, okay. he's the anti Bonnie Prince douche. Um, so w- what is it that he says? He's like something about the money. Oh, so no, he sets up a, a deal. Um, first of all, he's like, oh, fuck those people who don't want to give us money because Jamie pretty much successfully tanked um, the dinner party, the dinner party. Right. Like that part of the mission was accomplished. Um at least as far as we know. That's what the Duke of Sandringham makes pretty clear. At the weird horse buying festival. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that at Versailles yes. before? Okay. In the book, so that's, that's not. This. Okay. Um, because there's a great sequence in the book where Fergus decides to pick on a bunch of boys who are older than him by jumping on a horse and riding it right at them. And then he almost dies and Jamie has to jump on the horse and it's very funny and weird. Anyway, um, he would, nev- they would never bring everybody. Right. They would never bring little orphan Fergus. The sun will come out. God, what's tomorrow in French? What's tomorrow? I, I don't speak French. I think it. I've made that abundantly clear. Uh, it here here it is. The sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> That's not it. Demain. 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 Le roi will come out demain. Oh my God. Bet your bottom saltine. Saltine. <laughs> anyway, Fergus is not a Versailles is the point. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, point being that uh, Duke of Sandringham's not going to give the money to him because right. he at least he's an he says idiot. so. Right. Um, and because you never you can never trust a word that he says. No. And again, cheers to Simon Callow. Let's do a little cheers in front of your mic, Julie. Could you hear that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Janine's pretend this is Janine. Listen. There we oh go. God. That was Janine tearsing his laptop. Um, uh, so, Simon Kelly, you're great. Anyway, um, so, uh, Comte Saint-Germain and Bonnie Prince douchebag set up a deal where 
Germain needs money to buy a shipment of some kind of fancy wine or port or some shit rum. I don't know. <laughs> Let's assume that it's what's the what's the the bud lime, budgarita. Oh, no, what's the margarita uh, that's beer? Is what is it called? I'm gonna go limerita. Limerita is Blow that Janine? Do you know? It is. Oh. It's limerita, and it's spelled like this: L I M E dash A dash R I T A. No. Yes, I know. <laughs> the things people do to beer. No. Yeah. No. You're right. Lime dash a dash Rita. Beer margarita, lime Rita, Bud Light. That's that's what the website says. Oh, Discover lime Marita, a margarita beer from Bud Light. No. Learn more about lime Marita and get some beer margarita recipes today. I, I don't think I will. I won't. They're gonna like mess up beer I love a beer mosa. I'm into it, but lime Marita can blow me. No, there are two ways to make a beer mosa. Use a good like orange friendly beer. You're Oberon's or Blue Moon's, those are fine. Or just use the champagne of beers. Or a fine Pilsner beer or works fine just Pilsner great. Beer, that's fine. But I suggest the champagne of beers. It's buttery. It's got a little butter to it. A little, mm-hmm. little butter kick? Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, Saint Germain is getting some kind of crazy shipment, but he doesn't have the cash because so apparently he, needs he spent body all his douche. money on the wardrobe. I was going to say, he spent his money wisely on his straight sick waistcoats. Sick waistcoats. Hashtag sick, sick waistcoats. waistcoats. Um, but of course, Charles doesn't have any money either. And because he's a terrible businessman, he says, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get a loan to finance your purchase and then we'll split it, which doesn't make any sense. It's but that's the thing. And then he says, by the way, I, you, Jamie Frazier, are going to be the person who handles this for me because I am a fake prince and I'm used to getting what I want. And also... You know, I mean, I answer to God, so I've got more important things to do. God thinks you should sell this alcohol for me. Ugh. So that- and in fact, he actually, when he tells Jamie that he's going to do it, he says, points. do not plague me with workmen's concerns. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. Do not plague me with workmen's concerns. I'm going to need all seven of our listeners <laughs> to find a way to work that into your day sometime next week. And then tweet at us about how you got the sentence, do not plague me with workman's concerns into your just regular hey, life. Hey, speaking of all seven of our listeners, to the people that we don't know personally, and there are several of you, thank you so much for listening. And like, please tell your friends. We think we're pretty funny. If you're ever in Chicago, we owe you a beer. We will take you out for a beer. Yeah, do a beer mosa or a fine pilsner beer. Whatever. Whatever you want. We'll take you out for a beer because it's really nice that you're listening to the show when nobody knows shit about us. So thank you. Okay, so we get the harebrained fucking alcohol for play scheme going or whatever. Do not concern me with your workman workman concerns. Yeah. And then, so Jamie's like, great. Not only do I get to try and tank him this way, but I get to hang out with St. Germain, who I want to bust his n- face in. You were going to say it's nuts. I appreciate that. I was going to say nuts. I was going to say nuts. And then they meet. Where did they meet, Allison? Whorehouse. Mm, surprise. So they meet at the fucking whorehouse again. Like, it's like, do they? is there a coffee shop? 
or that's like that's like the common work area. Yeah, it's just so like, we live in Rogers Park in Chicago, Illinois, and our whorehouse is the Oasis. <laughs> Eventually, we'll have to do a live show from the Oasis, which will mean that it'll sound just like this, except for occasionally the jukebox will be really loud in the background, and occasionally you'll hear someone go, "Do you want another?" And that'll be the only difference. <laughs> But that's our whorehouse. Uh, our whorehouse is better than ours because, first of all, our whorehouse has no prostitutes. That's true. I'm assuming cheaper drinks and also a jukebox. I'm going to walk it back a little bit and say possible prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound of me laughing so hard that my headphones the microphone. And the reason why she laughed so hard is because she saw the truth in my statement. That's true, I did. Probably oh, maybe once or twice in the years. But the Oasis is great. Church of the Oasis. The Oasis anyway, is great. Um, so they, they're at their meeting house. They're at, what's the name of the, the coffee shop in Friends? The Perfect Cup or some the, shit? The, the Central Perk. Central oh, Perk. They're at Central Perk. Puns. They're at Central Perky Nipples. Oh, God. <laughs> and then this line comes out. And I loved everything about it. So it's very clear that Jamie and Comp Sir Jermurmur do <laughs> not like each other for one second. Oh, like, they also don't ever speak in the same language once. Yeah. Like German isn't even trying with the English. He's like, fuck you, asshole. And they have this really tense conversation and something, Jamie says something about, you may remember my wife or something, something. And <laughs> Comp says, Germain goes, my memory never fails. And I thought to myself, and neither do my outfits. <laughs> I mean, he really does. He looks. He always looks sickening. good. Sickening. Let's get sickening. So they have this really tense scene and we know that they don't like each other and they really aren't going to deal with each other. But Jamie is like happy to be a little bit closer to him to learn things about him and maybe find out about these douchebag. What are they called again? These douchebag mask guys that go around yeah. fucking with people. Okay, so that happens. And then are we at Versailles? Yes, then we're at Versailles. Okay, so sweet. It opens with an overhead shot of oh, these amazing beautiful. gardens. It's incredibly we were beautiful. Together yesterday and like the beautiful Cape last week, it went to that overhead shot and I just went, Oh shit. <laughs> It was just gorgeous. And there were like three of them in a row. It was like three different perspective shots. Here's a question for those in television production. How did they do Versailles? It was prosthetics. It was attached (laughs) attached to her boobs and her stomach. How did they do it, though? I mean, obviously it's not the Louvre, so they can't like go in and like take over downtown Paris. But like, where did they... I'm assuming it's some kind of CGI something. Anyway, it was amazing. It was beautiful. And there's all these great extras walking around and all their costumes uh, are on point. And then Claire shows up in this dress. The costume for this oh. costume was great. And this costume was a very particular fabric. It's this brown fabric with like floral splashes over it, but not like all over it. And I remembered reading a interview with Terry Dresbach. I think it was on The Muse. Yes, about how she found that fabric in the basement of a fabric store. And when she saw it, she thought of like a couch or something. I can't remember exactly what the story was, but she was like, I must have it. And then she made this amazing dress out of it. It's just beautiful. And this yellow underskirt and this beautiful hat. Sophie. Um, 
It, it's just really, really beautiful and understandably has been in a lot of promo images for the show to date. So even if you didn't see the episode, I don't know why you're listening if you haven't seen the episode. But, right. Um, but it's a really beautiful dress. So they're strolling around. And isn't it a cut sequence here where Jamie is with the Duke of Sandringham looking at the, looking at the hor- looking at horse flesh? Yeah. Trying to tell him what's a good deal. Because you're such a good judge of horse flesh and not of men. Right. Thank you, Duke of Sandringham. Um, that's another, let's, let's add that to another list of things that Jamie is extra good at. Number one, flicking the bean. Number two, <laughs> um, taking it, taking some abuse. Number three, um, uh, speaking French. Number four, playing oh, chess. Speaking many languages. Um, playing chess, chess and then oh, judging horse flesh. Oh, also sword fighting. Sword fighting. He's just. Uh, diplomacy. Mm, what's he not good at? Sailing. He's not, he's not good at not being seasick. Yeah. He's yeah. not good at that. Okay. He's pro- he would probably be an excellent seaman <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't get seasick. I'm fucking 12. Yeah. That's all right. That's, uh, that's what happens when you've had as many beers as we have had. <laughs> all right. So we go through the whole horse flesh scene, which is yeah. great. And it's intercut with Claire wandering the estate with Annalise de Marillac, if you remember. Looks really low rent. Oh yeah, her costume. I I mean, I have to assume it was intentional because the costume is so important. She just looks like I don't know, kind of cheap. Yeah, like extra cheap. And she's a widow, so presumably she has all of her husband's money. So, or maybe there's no money. Maybe she just love taste. I don't know, but it was bad. And she keeps saying things like, "And I love hot pink." When Jamie went to school here, he was impetuous. He was a boy. You turned him into a man, and like that's a bad thing. Yes, I did, bitch. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, how are you not? Like, you're jealous. Quit being so jelly. And then she's just, she's kind of just bad. But you can tell she actually really had uh, a soft spot or really cared about him. She just, I just don't understand her oh, character either yet. either that or she's just one of those women that um, doesn't like to see someone that she considered her property in some way with somebody else, which right. it just happens, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not, I'm not a misogynist. <laughs> that's just, that <laughs> happens, you know, that happens, mm. I, that happens to women who are proud, like every once in a while, it's been years since this happened, but someone I'm not interested in who used to be interested in me will all of a sudden get a girlfriend and be like, who's this bitch? And it doesn't make any sense. That And that's what the whole, like, and that's her shit. On at least this whole scene is that. Yeah. And and it's funny because Claire's just like smiling and laughing like, you stupid bitch. Mm-hmm. And so that scene ends. And then are they together? They're standing together when when Annalise says something like, there's someone staring at there you. There is a very handsome gentleman who has all eyes for you or some shit. Claire turns around and oh, boom, boom, boom. We knew it was coming. There he is. Tobias Mimitsnitz. <laughs> In his lobster back uniform. Here he is, Black Jack Randall, back again. Terrifying and so handsome. And why is he so I handsome? I wonder if maybe in season one, they just went out of their way to make him look less attractive. He looks way hotter. Something. Because obviously when he I plays he Frank. Wait. When he plays Frank, he's very attractive no matter what. <laughs> some of it's the hair. No, some of it's the hair. You go back and watch the early I, season I don't one. I like show. the stringy hair. That's true. But this uh, maybe Randall's it's like hair. pulled off, pulled back more or something. I don't know. He looks like he put on some weight. <laughs> Whatever it is. He what looks ifs? real He good. looks great. Except we know that he is a horrible, evil human being. And so here he is. And Claire is not excited about it. And I wrote this note down. 
If oh oh no, that's what happens right before Blackjack shows up. Is that Annalise can't stop herself from touching Claire's stomach? That is a huge pet peeve of mine, and I've never been pregnant. But like, and now I realize that it maybe wasn't Annalise; it was somebody else. But a lot of people were putting their hands all over her stomach, and my thought was, if I ever get pregnant, <laughs> just kidding. But if I ever get pregnant, <laughs> I would have had it up to here with fucking assholes touching my damn stomach. Pregnant ladies, get back at me. Is this real? Do people do this shit? Oh, you know, I have to say, I find it kind of hot anytime Jamie does it, though. Well, but it's his... I don't want to say it's his. I want to say that she would probably be okay with him touching her well, stomach. Also, he touches her stomach the way he touches her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's just with got a third boob. It's like he's just, she's just got a third boob all of a sudden. So the Annalise scene happens... She's horrible. There was a man staring at you. We turn around. There he is. Um, also, I said, when she turns around, she has this moment where she has this really sharp and take a breath when she sees him. And I'm like, cut her laces. <laughs> yeah, it really looks like she's about to pass out. And she yep. doesn't, which that's great. Um, but she, ooh. ooh. Yeah. Um, but she's upset. I mean, duh. And then he just strolls on over like they just met at the fucking Piggly Wiggly yesterday. And we're like, hey, what's up? But they have, I mean, it's a, it's a real significant display of manners, I guess, because they're both very civilized. Mm -hmm. When Claire obviously would really just prefer to murder him. Well, they're trying to be nice because they're in the king's garden. Well, and to pull a sword in the presence of the king is death. Right. So she knows that he knows that they have their exchange. I wish I would have taken better notes, but it's great. The acting oh, is great. It's so good. Well, She's that's trying why the to notes leave. Aren't great is right. because it was so good. I was watching it too good. And she tries to leave and he grabs her wrist and she, she's like, let go of me. And he goes, the King. And she's like, fuck the, the king. king. And then and there's the King. There's the King. <laughs> We right didn't there. hear, thank God. But also, maybe not all that surprising since apparently people don't know the word fuck. Remember how Jamie didn't know what is fucking? That's, yeah, that man. was, I don't know what accent that was, but my life would be so boring. <laughs> and what is sadist? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you learned that. <laughs> so uh, we turn around and there he is in all of his peacocky glory. Louis Z, how do you say 15th in French? Sink, sink. Something Hola. like. I can't. I can't fucking remember. I'm really sorry, Madam Ellington. In Spanish, in in español es cincuenta. I'm disappointing my French teacher. Español es muy bueno. Por qué francés no bueno? These ones. These. So here comes the king. It's probably like descent. Descent. Some some shit. Whatever. It's Louis Descent. the Louis the Beloved. Is that what we That's discovered right. he is on Wikipedia? And he is in full soldier drag. Like he's got that outfit that we talked about at the very beginning. Is so beautiful. The bright blue, the bright red, the gold edging. Like, ugh, it's so good. And he's got all his little fucking toadies around him. So he's got his little audience following him around. And he introduces him. He says hello to Claire, and he's very nice to Claire. It is Louis the Beloved. Louis. Le bien aimé. Aimé. The good friend. The good buddy. Louis the good buddy. So the good buddy (laughs) is uh, excited to meet Captain Jack Randall, but then the first thing he does is trash his French. Mm -hmm. And not Claire's. Claire's accent is impeccable. Right. And then I don't remember exactly how the situation goes. What is it that he needs to get on his knees for who? 
Uh, Sandringham, because uh, because uh, I would beg him for forgiveness because of Alex's. Yeah, he wants Alex to get his job back, which you know what? Admirable. Alex d- does not deserve to get fired. Right. Also, maybe we should backpedal a little to when Claire breaks up. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Alex and Mary. That was about midway through the first quarter of the episode. Yeah. Right? So for I mean, props to Claire that she doesn't burn Mary's. Legal statement about what happened in her rape. Yeah, because there was the moment where she was about to throw that shit in the fireplace, and Allison and I were both like, "No, no, no, Claire, no, come on, don't Claire, do that, Claire. You are a sex positive woman. Come on, you don't cannot do that." But she, she doesn't. Didn't. But then she says, "Like, I mean, t- to a certain extent, all the things she was saying were true. But the point she was omitting is that um, if we're talking about society at that period in time, yes, it would be really hard for Mary." to be married to a man who had this sort of political stigma and couldn't get a job anywhere. And that's all true. Right. Except for it's also going to be hard for Mary to be married to any other man because she's a rape victim. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she just like took a giant shit on Mary's prospects in general. Also because she knows that Mary somehow has to get with Blackjack. What the what Jack's what Frank's family tree says is that Mary fathers a child with or Blackjack uh, with fathers Blackjack a child. Randall. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mary gives birth to a child whose father is Blackjack Randall, and that's the family tree. So but she thinks. Do we believe that? I know you're not going to tell me. I'm not going to tell you shit, Julie. I'm Fuck you. Just saying that there's something there that I know isn't real. It's a, it's a mystery. Mm. Um, anyways, so, she breaks up. Uh, so then, Fra- Fra- oh my God, there's so many Randalls. Blackjack is there. Too many Randalls. To plead Alex's case to the Duke of Sandringham, which is a noble and admirable thing to do. And um, the king is trying to tell him. like, you have to get on your knees. And when he says it, it's like he just states it, but then he looks. Oh, yeah. They all just stare at him. He oh, looks so at Randall good. with like expectation, like, I meant now, bitch. And there's this kind of long pause. And, and also the actor. Did you write down the line, Julie? Did you write down the line that comes next? The carnage? No. No. Oh, you British are so literal. Literal. <laughs> So he he basically forces Blackjack Randall to get down on his knees. Is Jamie there at this time? Does Jamie see this? Happen? I don't think Jamie's there yet. Uh, anyway, I he can't shows remember. up soon. Anyway, it was great, and it was hilarious to see him humiliated, even if for just for a second. And also, the actor that's playing the king is doing this really interesting thing where he will like put his hands out and like tell people it's okay to move that way, or like pull his hands into himself when he needs you to get closer. So it's like he feels like he has control over your aura. Somehow, which I'm sure he's been raised. And then every once in a while, you remember that you watched him trying to take a dump. Yeah. So he gets Blackjack Randall to take a knee and that's pretty awesome. And then Jamie shows up and he is acting. He gets an Oscar because he is keeping it tight and right. He is not freaking out. He's being polite and civil. They have a conversation. I really think he was standing there. When they made him get on his knees. Maybe. Whichever the case, both Jamie Frazier and Sam Huon deserve mad props. Yeah, they were Because it was so tense and awful. Claire is not doing well. No. Well, Claire, it's sort of in the show. It's definitely in the books that Claire is a terrible liar. Mm -hmm. And that it's not because she's dumb at all. It's because all of her emotions show on her face. And Mm -hmm. I think that uh, the person who... (laughs) 
I've had several people contact me on the internet to tell me that Balf's name is pronounced Katrina, Katrina. and I don't care. Yeah, it's just going to be Katrina. Who's beautiful and wonderful, and I hope she wins a million Emmys. Does a really good job of that. You can see all the things that are happening on Claire's face as they're happening. Whereas Sam Huon and Jamie both do a really good job of being like, oh, pleasantries, pleasantries. Uh, hold on just a second, wife dear. I've got to traipse back across the garden and do a nice courtly bow to my rapist. And oh, to it's talk because to him. I'm challenging him to a duel. And then it's great because you see it from Claire's perspective. So you're like 20 feet away from them and they both bow to each other and Jamie bows deeper than Jack Randall, which is interesting. And then they stand up and Jack Randall like tenderly reaches out and puts his hand on Jamie's chest. And I'm just like, ew. And, um, Claire is freaked out. Jamie comes back and he's like, I challenge that bitch to a duel. And of course, Claire is not about this because at this time in France's history, dueling was outlawed. Also because if, and if, if Blackjack dies, then Frank is never born. Right. So I don't remember if something happens in the meantime, but then the, the centerpiece, the second centerpiece scene show is in their house, them fighting about this. Well, so what happens is they go back to the house mm-hmm. and Claire goes right back outside and says, take me to the Bastille. That's right. And she goes and accuses Blackjack Randall mm-hmm. of being Mary's rapist. Right. So he gets locked up in the Bastille. Which is like... A terrible Good. thing to do in general and don't the care. best thing to do in this circumstance. Good. Like people don't falsely accuse, accuse others of rape because every time that happens, it's bad for every woman on the planet. Right, right. But I'm yes. going to make an allowance in exactly this one circumstance. <laughs> in this one fictional That's circumstance. Fine. You, first of all, he's a rapist. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with falsely accusing him of a different rape. Right. You, He's a rapist. Um, bye. Bye. So he's in jail for a hot minute. But only Claire for a runs minute. home and tells Jamie this. And Jamie is pissed because oh, Jamie wanted understandably. to do And this is this is the scene where I thought Sam Huon just really like, kicked the shit out of it. Because he really wants to fight this guy. It's very clear. He wants to kill him. Um, And finally, Claire breaks down and explains to him that if he kills Black Jack Randall then Frank will never be born. And Jay, it takes, it's a very hard pill for Jamie to swallow. And he's really mad about and it. And that's also not the thing that pushes him over the edge. What pushes him over the edge is that Claire says, you owe me a life. That's right, because I saved your life said, twice. And I would like to point out that while it is true. How many times has he saved her life? Probably several. I'm going to say the it coming in and like kicking so much Puritan ass to get you out of the witch trial. Yeah. Well, and then that's also like three. out of the fort. But Two. if we're but if we're also counting things before when she saved his life twice from Blackjack Randall and then at the Abbey, and then, at the then very we go beginning. to at the very beginning. Okay, exactly. Claire. Claire. And that's twice too, because they were going to try to put his arm back in the wrong way. And then he would have died of shock. And mm. then he falls off the horse and she fixes his wound so that mm. they get back safe again. So they've each saved each other's lives like four times. But what matters is that she says, you owe me a debt. And he says, I pay my debts. So then he has to, and it's he has just to say no like, to the duel, and he is mad about it. 
And he understandably, so like we do not live in a society where that's a thing that happens nowadays. But imagine if somehow you were a rape victim and your significant other told you that you had to, for example, keep him out of jail or something. Obviously, the stakes mm-hmm. are completely different, but not do the thing that was going to make your life feel more right mm-hmm. because of your ex. Right. And right? he has that great moment where he points his sword at her and oh. he says, you'll have to choose. It's him or it's me. So and of course we know that that is the end game here, right? Eventually, somehow, that's the way it's going to shake out. Well, and that's a good transition point to the mm-hmm. other thing. We watched this episode with Julie's husband, Neil, who, by the way, is the voice of Putin voice mm-hmm. that you heard before. <laughs> um <laughs> And he raised a point that I would never raise because, again, I've read the books, which is what, Julie? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So remember when we saw Kat um, touch a dick rock and come back into the future? Claire, Claire. Whatevs. And she wakes up and she's obviously the Battle of Culloden is just about to happen or whatever. What year is it? What year is it? And she doesn't. She doesn't look pregnant. She doesn't look pregnant. But she is pregnant. But she says she's pregnant. And then she's in a hospital, so we can assume she's pregnant. So we can readily assume that she is pregnant, but that's, you know, slightly in the future from where we are now, where she is hugely pregnant. Yeah. So is there a wee bairn that gets born before another wee bairn gets planted within her oven? There's like a Maltese Falcon baby issue. Yeah. There's like a magical hopping baby. There's a question about the baby. There's the thing about the baby. The thing about the baby is... The baby with the bathwater? She is not showing, so she's obviously already had the one that we're watching her be pregnant and having all these assholes touch her stomach. She's obviously already been pregnant once. Yes. Now, whether or not this baby lives, who knows? And I I actually was like, Jack Randall's going to punch her in the stomach again. (laughs) And I said, no, which I'm really sorry to spoil all of that for you, but I just couldn't take it. Like Jack Randall is the worst. And I'm going to assume he's not above punching a pregnant woman in the stomach. But here, spoiler alert, Black Jack Randall does not punch a pregnant Claire Frazier in the stomach. I wouldn't put it past him, though. But it doesn't happen. And and I will just say that Julie suggested that and I just screamed, no, that's not what happens. Okay, well... Okay, so that's not what happens. That is not what happens. Maybe something else happens to the wee, not yet born Fraser. Baron. Baron. The wee Baron. Yeah. All right. Anyway, there's a, obviously it's becoming more and more clear that um, there is something that happens. I think that it is safe to assume that the baby in the future is not the baby in the past. Right. Do you think that's a fair assumption? Uh, Yeah, because she's so hugely pregnant right now in France. That the Battle of Culloden doesn't happen for another couple of years. So if she is actually pregnant again and not showing, it's a separate pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yep. She banishes Myrta from the room. So we'll do our scales. Okay. Uh, so costumes on a scale of, I want you all to know that we don't plan any of these ahead no. of time. So I'm going to say on a scale of two and a half men <laughs> to... Poopy long stocking. Lord. No, 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 no. Let's go with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's really good. Yeah. I'm going to take it a step up because Ooh. of Louie. I'm going to take it straight to 
uh, dangerous liaisons. Okay. So on a scale of two and a half men to dangerous liaisons, where are we? Dangerous liaisons. No, it's really great, right? Yeah, it's amazing. I, my favorite moment, this isn't a thing that came up, but the scene where Charles shows up at Jamie's work or wherever it is that he shows up, Julie yelled involuntarily, sparkle pockets! Yeah. And I leaned back so that I could slightly <laughs> yell that. Yeah, he he was a rhinestone cowboy. We got to see that. We got sparkle to see pockets. the Germain be so awesome. We got um, to see the brown dress. We got to see... Hashtag sparkle pockets. Hashtag sparkle fucking rhinestone cowboy. Sparkle pockets. What an asshole. All right. Um, So going to our our drink. No, I guess the drink matrix should be last. So the Mm -hmm. the, uh, fucking matrix Um, on a scale of what's the least sexy thing I can think of. Um, Schindler's List. Ooh, woof. To uh, Basic Instinct. Where are we on the bone matrix? Well, I don't necessarily find Basic Instinct very bone worthy. Well, but there's a lot of sex in it. That's true. Well, there's nine and a half weeks. Is that better? Yes. Okay. There's no sex in this episode. And there is a lot of married people fighting. Yeah. So well, I'm going to give it. like a person confronting their rapist. I'm and there's Mary in her bruised mouth. Ooh. Well, maybe the accused. Oh. <laughs> I did it again. I bought my headphones on the microphone again. Maybe the oh, accused. Oh, the accused. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're. Yeah. I'm not even going to make that joke. Nope. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm letting that one go. Oh, it's really awful. Hey, Rosie Day, that's her name. The woman who's playing Mary Hawkins. Oh, uh, yeah. Cheers, because, God, she's really good in that She's scene. doing a great job. Um, It's really awful in the fact that... Her stutter is very good, too. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so last, on a scale of how often you can get up to get drinks, uh, let's say from uh, Ken Burns Baseball... To uh, we, oh, we did speed last time. Oh my god! Um, to the Matrix, the first one, oh, not okay. the sequels. Okay, I'm gonna call this one somewhere in the middle. Oh, I see. I think it was pretty suspenseful. I don't. I think that the second half of the episode was pretty suspenseful. So, so maybe if we divide it, so the first half is is what like um like an episode of Girls. Yeah, you could get up whenever you want, right? And then the second half is what? The second half is, is like the last forty minutes of Independence Day. I don't even. Maybe. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> I'm gonna say. If if I had knowledge of this episode before I watched it, I would definitely just take two beers with me into the room. Uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago, uh, you might have a chance to get up and get a third if you wanted one. I don't know if you're going to be like glued to the screen until the actual fight there. Claire and Jamie's fight starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Jack Randall. That's when oh, you get glued yeah. to the screen. I guess that's true. But that's only like that's like the last 20 minutes of the episode. Yeah. So, okay. I uh, so our scale was <laughs> Ken Burns baseball to the Matrix. The Matrix. I'm gonna give it Ken Burns Prohibition. Oh, that's a good one. That's know, a really that's gripping saying. documentary. I know. That's a really good one. But you still can get up and get a drink because prohibition makes you want to fucking you know drink. What? That's a really great example, Julie. Thanks. I'm gonna give you that one. A man not as good as baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so 
because we both watched on Star... By the way, if uh, for some reason, I would never condone this, of course, but if you're watching Outlander in any way illegally, if you... Hi, Sophie. Sophie. Um, if you add a Stars subscription to your Amazon account, which Amazon's not giving us any money, this is just helpful information. What Julie discovered this week, which is this is how she watches the show, is that... Um, you get the episode at midnight on Friday. Yeah. So you can watch early. I found that some online on Facebook from some uh, helpful Outlander fans on the Outlander uh, Facebook group in Chicago. So you can watch early. Um, so Which was helpful very helpful to, to us this yeah, weekend. So we watched yesterday and it was great. Um, next week, as we said earlier, Julie will be... Hosting the episode with our friend Kelly Loris, who Mm -hmm. is really funny and awesome. She was afraid to watch the show because she was afraid that it would be weird to watch sex scenes with other friends in the room. And now, that now just she makes loves me it. Laugh. And now she loves it. We, she loves when we it. And her watching, husband even started watching it too. Like, here's the bag, man. All the ladies watch it because they know it's softcore porn. But then the guys get into it and they're like, "Wait a minute, this is pretty righteous." Well, and also because here's the thing: when people write sex scenes for women, men enjoy them too because they're longer. <laughs> yes, they are longer sex scenes, and men are very well, stimulated and then visually. A lot of boob action. There's a lot of boobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it's not just about the sex, right? Obviously, no. like great fight no, no, scenes no, no, no. and lots of Neil intrigue. gets into the costumes. He gets into the plot. Like he has questions about people's motivations. It's it's just a, it's a good show. So yeah, tune in next week. Kelly will be here. If you have any thoughts about, obviously, we're continuing to take suggestions on who's the worst. Julie, what were the other things you wanted to know? Oh, I wanted to know if pregnant from pregnant ladies, if we have any pregnant listeners, if people are touching their stomachs all the time, because that will just throw me into a white hot rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you can tell at what point we and I have the hiccups again, so this is appropriate. <laughs> what time we took a pause because Allison got the hiccups earlier. You just you get a if you can guess. <laughs> you'll you get, get a, a shout out. You'll get a shout out. We'll talk about you. Oh, hold on. all right we got to go get a glass of water and a knife (laughs) uh thanks for listening hold on now they're gonna nope they're gonna be gone now (laughs) it's like the first time i ever had the hiccups when i was dating neil and he looked me dead in the eye and goes i'll give you a thousand dollars if you hiccup right now they were gone asshole never worked again because i knew he wasn't good for it Oh, and I just hiccuped again. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm Allison. That's Julie. Mm-hmm. That's Janine. Hey. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh, so, oh, shit. We JK. forgot something. Welcome We've, back. My hiccups are gone. We forgot um, something extra serious. Very serious. So today, in the middle of our D&D campaign, I finally convinced Julie to join Twitter. And the way it worked is I just asked her for information, then signed up without her so if you want to get at me, it's Julie Starby. S-T-A-R-B-E-E. So J-U-L-I-E. S-T-A-R-B-E-E. I'm being dragged kicking and screaming into this future that I don't support. She's already got four followers and she's literally done jack shit. So <laughs> I won't. So you can follow me at Allison Chu. Allison with two L's and an I. Chu, like the thing you wear on your foot. You can follow Julie at Julie Starby. And then you can follow us together at Podlander Cast, which is only our name because Podlander Drunk Cast was too long.
wrong. And also, please don't confuse us with the other Podlander, which is a podcast about the Highlander, because there, there can, can be only, only be one. <laughs> Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Bye.